Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host. And as always, I'm really pleased and just absolutely delighted to be here with you guys. It's been a really interesting experience for me to be putting out these episodes, and I'm really grateful um, for those of you that are finding it helpful. Um, For me, it's a beautiful kind of uh, creative project, something that I can, you know, put together and that it's truly in, you know, inspired kind of speaking type thing. Um, so I really do, I really do find it really lovely time spent, you know, so I'm, I'm glad and I'm really thankful for those of you that are continuing to follow and listen. And, um, I was asking on the Spirit Room podcast, Uh, page, the spirit room, um, for ideas, things that you guys wanted me to talk about. And so I will be touching on some of those today. Um, And as always, if you have things that you are interested in hearing about, please do send me a message um, and, and get in contact and I'll definitely answer. So the first question that I had was from Allison and she asked me, What's your take on fairies? How would you interpret them as a part of the spirit world? How come some people don't like them? (laughs) So my take on fairies is that they are very much, I would kind of group them together with sort of the angelic realm, except that I feel they're much feistier and they're kind of... I don't want to say that they're naughty, but they sort of have that kind of energy that's very... It's very feisty. It's very strong. And I find that they come through and they come and they connect with people when you're needing a bit of that energy. So for me, the the times when I feel the fairies with me are when I get this inspired action. Like I just feel like, okay, I know I need to do something creative or I know I need to do something that's going to be requiring some of my strength and tenacity and determination. Um, I also connect fairies with the natural world. Fairies are so connected to nature. So you'll find people who are a little bit playful, people who like to have fun, people who are kind of spontaneous, people who love to sing, love to dance, love to enjoy life. They have a zest for life. They will definitely be connected to the fairies in some way. Um, Some people, I think it was Doreen Virtue, who used to say that people who are really connected to the fairies or the elementals um, sometimes have a certain look to them. So like a little bit of like point to your ears, um, sometimes like a twinkle in their eye. Um, I find curly haired people, this is just my my experience, lots of times people who are super connected to the fairy realm, they tend to have curlier hair. And I, I don't know if that's just a coincidence or if that's a thing, but that was my experience that I've noticed. Um, when my daughter was probably about two, maybe two and a half, I'd say probably two and a half. Um, she told me she, I mean, she's always been a night owl. She's always had trouble sleeping and she's just like me in that way. Um, but she said to me, she couldn't sleep for her nap when she was that age because all the the fairies were partying and they're just too loud in her head. And this is not something that I taught her. I never really 
taught her about fairies. This is something that she just kind of knew. Um, and it would be very, very true that I feel my daughter has always been connected to the fairies. She does have the curlier hair. She does have a feisty little side to her, sassy side. Um, always been very determined. And she's probably the most enthusiastic person when it comes to having a zest for life, you know, that you'll ever meet. So she's kind of my prime example of someone who's very connected to the fairies. Now, in different spiritual communities and different um, different groups of people, I find it's the same with angels. There is this weird kind of stigma or, you know, sometimes people look down on you if you believe in fairies and angels. And I certainly have got this many times. People have thought because, you know, I, of my compassion and my gentleness that I have, that it's like a weakness. And I think that they associate sometimes that with um, fairies and angels, but especially the fairies. So I, I would say it's just because it's, it's you know, not everyone's belief. So sometimes people will look at it as kind of too out there, too like woo-woo, too fluffy. Um, but my experience is that I have always embraced them and I've always sort of not really even had a, a doubt in my mind that the fairies existed. They're just a, a different energy. And um, I remember one time I was really, really doing really well with my um, exercise and my diet. This was probably about maybe five years ago. And um, I'd really been pushing myself through some, you know, out of my comfort zone and through some personal challenges and I remember I couldn't for some reason leave the house to do my workout that day like I had planned. So I went upstairs to my bedroom and I just started to do like kind of like running on the spot. I was just very determined that I was going to get my get my um, steps in no matter how hard it was or whatever I had to do. And um, I'll never forget this. I've never seen even spirit this clearly with my objective sight. Like I saw it with my physical eyes. Oftentimes when I see spirit, I see them objectively. I see them, you know, with my physical eyes, but usually it's like a silhouette of, of light. It's kind of like that kind of thing. This was a purple colored fairy. And it was sort of like a couple feet um, in, in sort of size, like length, height. And it appeared in my bedroom and it buzzed around the bedroom like three or four times right in front of my eyes. And it was like very clearly almost like a Tinkerbell-like type look to it. And I I basically, it shocked me. It startled me. I'd never seen that before. And I, I felt such an amazing buzz of energy. And it was almost like they wanted me to make they wanted to make it known that they were there with me and they were supporting me being feisty. They were supporting me coming into my power and saying, no matter what, I'm going to get this done. And, you know, I believe very much so that they were helping me with um, what I needed to do for myself, like take care of myself. And um, I think that that proved it to me without a doubt that they are with me and I am super connected to them. So I know some people might not, it might not be for everyone and that's okay. You know, like not everybody has to believe in fairies or angels or any of it um, or spirit. You know, there's, there's each person has to come to their own 
findings. They have to come to their own truth. And I think a lot of it is personal experience. It depends what you've experienced. But as long as you keep your mind open, um, you'll be able to have amazing, amazing encounters just like that one. So I don't think it would have happened had I not, like, if I wasn't open to the idea or open to the experience. But it was awesome. So I say call on the fairies when you need some of that energy and they'll they'll be there. They love celebration. They love music. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. So I hope that answers your question, Allison. Um, oh, Adriana was also asking about um, fairies. So, okay. So hopefully that's helpful for you too, Adriana. All right. Lindell asked, how to decipher if your gifts are that of mediumship and communicating with spirits or more psychic-based gifts? Can mediumship be learned? So, Lindell, um, first of all, I kind of look at, I don't really say gifts when I'm talking about um, mediumship or psychic ability. I would call them aptitudes, abilities, um, just because if we start thinking them as gifts, then I think it sort of gives people the idea that they're very gifted and they're just, you know, they've been bestowed some kind of magical power that nobody else can have or only the chosen few can have. And I think, in my mind, um, all of us have intuition. All of us have the ability to tap into uh, a connection with spirit. Um, I would say, are all of us meant to? Maybe not. Um, I think it's possible for, for mostly everyone to be able to connect with their own loved ones in spirit and to connect with your inner spirit that's that's part of you. Um, can mediumship be learned? Well, I think that it does have to be um, stimulated or sparked within this life. And then once you have, you know, that that sort of jumping off point, it can be developed. So there does need to be a natural ability to be um, a medium. Um, I do, they do talk about, and sc- some schools of thought, they talk about a, a um, a mediumship DNA, you know, so it has to be kind of like part of your inner makeup. Um, but certainly it can be developed further and it, I believe it should be, you know, it's wonderful. We have this natural ability to connect with spirit, but it's like, if you don't have the training, if you don't have the, a mentorship or some way to refine it and to kind of, um, learn to be disciplined with it, then I think it's sort of like you're you're going rogue. You're kind of just going out into the world and hoping for the best. Um, to me, it's a vocation. It's, it's a lifelong journey. I believe in a continuous education. And I think it's half and half. You know, you need to have a strong foundation, um, a respect for the work, an ability to understand um, where did this, what is the history of mediumship and, and how is it evolving and how is it changing? Um, learning from people who have done the work. So people have gone through the ups and downs and who know the pitfalls and who know the struggles. Um, so that's important. But I think the other part of it is 
doing the work. And the only way to get um, really proficient and really, I think, professional in your readings is to allow yourself to do them over and over and over. So you need to be able to put yourself under duress. You need to be able to put yourself under pressure and be willing to practice. And so, you know, people freak out when I get them to do practice sessions and stuff within um, the groups that I teach, but it actually is the best way. And I would also say you have to have um, a healthy respect for um, being told no and for getting it wrong. And you need to be able to be um, willing to kind of like fall down and then pick yourself back up. And you have to be willing to do that over and over and over again. So I don't feel it's, you know, even if lots of people could do it, I don't think it's a skill and and a discipline that many people actually are prepared to put in the time and the energy and the work to do because it isn't easy. You know, some people I think have this misconception that well, it's a natural gift. Someone asked me that before. Well, if it's a natural ability, natural gift, whatever, you know, whatever I think they said gift, um, then why would you have to go to school for it? And it's like, I kind of had to explain. It's like, yes, you can have the raw tools there at your disposal, but you have to develop this ability to understand your faculties, how spirit actually works with you. Develop your relationship with spirit. Develop your ability to be able to sit with yourself and to know yourself and then be able to also um, keep evolving and keep growing in what you're doing. So you never want to be in a position where it's static and where you're doing the same thing over and over, or you're getting the same information over and over. Um, you constantly want to be pushing the limit. You want to be taking risks within your mediumship. That's something that I really learned from my teacher was that it's not good enough to just be good enough. You have to constantly be um, focusing on how can I get deeper with this information? How can I get the most specific evidence, but also have this beautiful um, blend of emotional um, and, and sentimental energy working at the same time? So it's about, you know, it's a, it's about a lifelong learning. And I've always thought that you could study mediumship your whole life and you would literally just scratch the surface of what's actually available and and what actually we were we're doing and what we're learning in mediumship, you know? So it's it's not simple. Um and it does require time. And so I I think that's that's important. Um, so to be able to tell the difference, to go back to your question, Lindell, sorry, kind of went off on a tangent, but I suppose that's what this is for. You know, people, podcasting is for people who like to go off on tangents. Um, so to, de- to decipher it, within, I find people who are mediums are pretty naturally psychic. You know, there was a saying, I don't know if it holds true, but there was a saying that I heard before that was like, if you're a medium, you're automatically also psychic. But if you're psychic, you're not necessarily a medium. And I found that most mediums are fairly psychic to different extents. For myself, I know that I'm very psychic. I know that I'm also very empathic. So 
for me, it goes and ebbs and flows. There's certain times in my work where I feel super drawn to mediumship and everything is about spirit and everything is about bringing messages through from loved ones. And then there's other times where it's just like very psychic. So it's like, I guess, depending on what's needed from me um, to test it, you know, you'd want to um, be in a situation where you could test it. So I guess being with either taking some classes, some mentorship, maybe being in a development circle. If you're sitting with someone and you intend, you could intend to connect with spirit, you would want to Give, tell the person what you're receiving, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're hearing, what you're knowing. And if you can give pieces of evidence, if you can describe the spirit communicator, about five pieces of evidence that are factual and they're true, and then you feel the connection, you feel connected to the spirit person, and you're able to bring through the communication from that loved one to the person that you're reading for, and you're able to do that consistently, then you know that's a mediumistic quality. You know that you're, you're connecting with spirit because you've proven it. Um, with psychic ability, that's more so based on the person in front of you. So you're wanting to be tuning into their energy, their personal energy, their auric field, um, what's going on in their past, you know, what's, what's happened, what's currently happening in their life, and then also be able to look at some potential possibilities for the future for them. Um, so that's where the psychic energy is different. So it does feel subtly different. Sometimes it is hard to determine in a reading, oh, is this is this from spirit or is this actually just psychic information? That comes with time and that does come with practice. They do feel slightly different, but you'd have to do it enough times that you could kind of really notice the difference. Um, for me, when I'm doing a psychic reading, it's almost like it's less physical for me. It's more um, in my I don't want to say it's more in my head, but it it does feel like it's more in the higher chakras for me um, personally, okay? And then personally, when I'm doing more of a mediumistic link, I tend to feel it more physically in my body. Um, and I also feel it's very, very much like the solar plexus is kind of on fire. The solar plexus is really where a lot of that energy is kind of coming from, middle of the chest. Um, that's just for me personally. I'm sure it's different for everyone. Um, but you know, it's, it's also a matter of you being able to experiment a little bit with it. So try doing just a strictly psychic reading for someone and then try doing a strictly mediumistic reading. And then as you kind of sort out the difference of like how you notice how you're receiving the different the information differently or how it feels as you're doing the reading, then you could sort of blend them together. So for me, I've always felt like whenever I do a reading for someone, I usually like to start off a little bit more psychic, a little bit more intuitive, give them a few pieces of information, make sure that I'm reading their energy correctly, that I'm connecting with them, that they trust that, oh yeah, she's she's seeing me. She she knows who I am. She can see things. And then it almost gives spirit a, a second to ramp up their energy and then they start coming through. And then, you know, I might give a few spirit connections and then I might go back to something psychic and say, okay, this isn't coming from spirit. This is actually just coming from me intuitively. I feel like this is what you would need to know. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, Lindell. Certainly let me know. You can 
um, you can message me in the spirit room. Um, so just to think about that. Uh, let's see what else. Mm -mm. There was a question about feathers. So Penelope was asking, can you please touch on feathers? I'm coming across the feathers whilst out walking. Um, or something is a message from spirit. And do their colors mean anything? Well, I find that feathers are one of the very many common signs that spirit and your angels might be leaving for you. Now, I'm sure there are a bunch of different meanings um, for the colors, but I... I personally take it on a case-by-case um, -case basis. So when I come across a feather, it's usually in a place where I wouldn't expect or just appears in front of me. I've had times when I've been, you know, just standing outside and I've had one float right down in front of my face out of nowhere. Um, the white fluffy ones, I feel personally, those are very much from angels. Um, but I think it's always best to... When you receive a sign or something that you think it's a sign, to just take a deep breath and tune in and go, okay, what is the message and where is this coming from? And sometimes it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Sometimes it doesn't have to be that it's from, you know, a certain guardian angel or a certain spirit person or a certain guide. Sometimes the message is literally, you are not alone. We are with you. We love you. You know, and it's if you're having a rough time and then you just happen to stumble across a feather, a coin, um, you happen to see an eagle soaring, a ladybug, butterfly, dragonfly, hummingbird. You know, these are all very common signs that spirit will use um, to get our attention, repeating numbers, you know, all of these things. And when it's a sign, you will feel you'll feel it. It's just, it's like a fluttering in your, in your heart or in your stomach. For me, I get a little, a little wave of um, emotion. I get sometimes tingly. Um, I will get warm. <laughs> Some people get cold. I will get warm. Um, and you'll just have this feeling of like, oh, I can, I know it's for me. And I know that this was, you know, meant for me to find. So I would encourage you to tune in each time. If you get a different color feather than white, you could look it up and say, you know, Google meaning of orange feather, spiritual meaning of orange feather. But I, I tend to shy away from that. I tend to think that if we're going to be using our intuition, let's really use it, you know, so I don't really mind. I don't really care um, what Google says. If I found an orange feather today, and today I'll admit I'm having like a very, um, it's a bit of a challenging day. There's a lot to do and I just feel like I'm be behind. I just feel behind and, and not really um, able to catch up. But if I found a, a, an orange feather, for instance, say it was sitting at my front doorstep as I walked out the door, I would hold it in my hand. I would just take a deep breath, I would say thank you. I'd thank the angels because I feel like, okay, this is coming from the angels. And I'd tune into the feeling behind it. And it would feel like that orange is meant to energize me. That orange is meant to give me strength to be able to be determined and to be able to push through any challenges. And what I would say then is I would just trust that. That's what came to me. That's what the meaning is. So I think it's fine to have a general idea. Same with the angel numbers, you know, 111, 
our 1111 means that the angels are with you and that you're manifesting things very quickly. So to keep your thought, a reminder to keep your thoughts positive. That's sort of the generalized meaning for that number. Now, that's fine. You could go with the generic meaning. But I think, you know, when I notice the 111, I like to tune in and say, okay, but what is that message for me specifically? And I think you're better off to do that. So it's a, it's a, it's an exercise in trusting your own intuition and trusting yourself. So I think Renee was asking about the angel numbers as well. So you can certainly Google them, but I would say, you know, just to trust your own feeling uh, as to what it means. Um, so I hope, I hope that's helpful. I did have a, a client once that was really, really upset that I told her that someone in spirit was showing, going to show her eagles as a sign that he was with her. And she was really upset because I guess I had told a friend of hers the same thing, that there was a male in spirit who was going to be showing her eagles. And I felt so awful because she didn't understand. She thought that it meant that I was telling everybody that they're going to have an eagle. Now, I don't tell everyone they're going to have an eagle, but the eagle certainly is a very strong and very prominent sign from spirit. They use it a lot. And I find, for whatever reason, younger guys tend to use it a lot. So, of course, you want, I'm going to give you the what comes through, you know? So, um, just to be aware that it, it, it's not that um, your medium is telling everyone the same thing. It's that there are certain signs that are just well-known and it's easy for them to use those ones, those particular signs sometimes. So, you know, the rest of the reading and the body of the reading is obviously going to be different, but the signs sometimes may be similar. Um, I've also noticed that, that spirit will uh, flicker the lights off and on. That's a pretty common one. They'll leave cupboard doors open. <laughs> They'll hide your keys they'll hide your glasses. They'll make toys, like toys with batteries and stuff. They'll make the toys go off by themselves in the middle of the night. They can turn smoke detectors on and off. Um, they can play with your phone. They can text message you sometimes. I mean, that's getting pretty um, technical, but I do believe they can do it. Um, what else can they do? Um, they can come to you in your dreams. Um, the ringing and the buzzing in your ear oftentimes is a sign that they're trying to connect. They're trying to communicate with you. Um, they can bring you helpful people. They can bring you someone when you're struggling and you just need kindness and they can kind of arrange for you to bump into the right person. There's all kinds of things that they can make happen. And I don't doubt them for a minute. I, I find that it's it's incredible what they are able to pull off from spirit. Uh, my uncle in spirit often will bring a little house fly. That's his his sign that he's with me. And I've shared it with students before because oftentimes he'll come through when they're practicing. And um, he visits some of my students still. You know, he'll he'll visit them. He'll, he'll come as a little fly and land on their hand or land on their arm just to say hello. <laughs> so it's interesting. I mean, there's also some things that are very, like, bizarre. I've had... Um, uh, a client who I think it was her dad and he was coming through and he told her a bunch of different signs. And then he said, Oh, I'll bring you, um, a leaf. 
a leaf will be a sign. And she kind of looked at me like, okay, it's like probably fall at the time. Like, of course, there's going to be leaves everywhere. Like, that's not really specific. And that's not really a great sign. (laughs) So I said, I know, but just please just keep it in mind. And so she left her reading and she messaged me that night and she sent me this picture. And she said, I left and I went to meet my friend for dinner. I guess it was like her birthday dinner or something. And her friend gave her this wallet as a gift and it had a a beautiful green leaf on, on the wallet. Like the design was a leaf. And that happened like two hours after we had the reading. So you just never know. You know, I've learned not to discount what they give me as far as signs go or anything else goes. Um, I had uh, a reading the other day and I told the lady that her brother was going to bring her pink flamingo. And I said, I don't know how, (laughs) you know, I don't know how he's going to bring this to you, but I knew that he would. I trusted that he would. And she texted me a couple days later with a picture from the secondhand store. She went to go grab something, I think like jars, canning jars or something. And she happened to be looking through the kids' books um, for her because she has grandkids. And she saw one that was just kind of sticking out off the shelf and she happened to open it up. And on the first page, there was this big pink flamingo. And it was a cute little book. So, you know, these things, I find they have the ability to arrange it. And it's wild. It's wild sometimes the things that they can actually make happen. So they will also use coins. They'll use especially dimes, even nickels, sometimes pennies. The big joke is that (laughs) why can't they give like dollar bills or $100 bills? Um... I have yet to see that happen, but to see that happen, but um, I do hear that a lot from clients. Um, so yeah, I would say just like be open to it, and always when you receive it, it's such a blessing, it's such a gift. Just say thank you. I know that was you. Thank you. You know. Um, so it's magical. It's absolutely magical, and I think that a life where you're open to miracles and you're open to that connection with spirit is so enriched. You know, we're so blessed and we're so lucky that we have this awareness and that we understand that we're never alone and that we do have a team. You know, if we could only, if we knew the amount of love and support and, you know, the the amount of people rooting for us in spirit, we would never feel lonely again. We would never feel discouraged because we would always be connected to that. So, I hope that kind of helps to give you guys a little bit of an idea. Um, I don't see any other questions there on the page. So I would just encourage you guys to send them to me. And I don't mind answering. You know, I'll do my best to give you some insight. Um, I am shifting things around for the fall, winter. Um, I've got diabetes. I've got asthma. My daughter has asthma. And so the private readings, I'm doing them by phone um, because of COVID. And um, the group readings, I'm I'm not able to book anymore. So, um, you know, from, from now until probably after winter, I'm going to keep things online or by phone. And it's for safety. You know, I really... I love, love doing group readings. I love them so much. Um, But I just find it's too hard. I can't control who people have been exposed to. 
Um, it's just too risky in my opinion. And I'd like to really just keep things, um, as safe as I possibly can. I'm not, I'm not trying to give into fear, but I'm also trying to be as healthy and responsible as I can. I also don't want to put anyone else in a situation where they're going to be at risk. So thank you for everyone who's been so understanding about it. It's certainly not an easy decision, especially considering this is my work. This is my full-time job. This is my um, livelihood. So I've got to roll with it and be creative. And I will say that phone readings and also Zoom group readings or Zoom demonstrations they're brilliant. They work really well. I've taken lots of courses online and I've absolutely felt like they were just as good, sometimes if not better than being in person. Um, The readings that I'm doing, I've read for people in Australia, Ireland, England, the States, all over the place. And the quality is wonderful. So you do not have to be in the same room as someone to get the healing and to get the amazing results from your from your reading. It's just, it's a myth that some people believe. But just so you know, it is just as good. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't offer it. I wouldn't do it. Um, I think most people who listen to this or who fought, have been following me, you know that if it's not going to be quality, if it's not going to be um, good enough, in my opinion, then I will not do it. And I, I I believe in being ethical in this work and being, um, you know, being of service to the best of my ability. So I will always give you guys 100%. And um, I thank you guys for continuing to support me in this, you know, in this endeavor. Um, starting off an advanced intuitive development group this week, which I'm super excited about. So this is um, people that have already been working with their intuition, working with spirit. Um, so we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to push harder. We're going to really take the next step in development. And so I'm, I'm really thrilled to be offering that and to be starting that journey, um, with those ladies. And I'm continuing on with my, um, circle that has been going for the last two and a half years that those ladies, um, are continuing on. And that continues to be an amazing blessing. Um, and so that's, oh, and then there's mentorship. There's medium mentorship going on as well. That one, I may actually start up, um, an online mentorship, which would be available to anyone anywhere in the world. So I know I've got listeners in New Zealand. I know I've got listeners in um, different countries, different parts of the world. If it's something that you'd be interested in or interested in learning more about, please just message me, um, Psychic Medium Melissa White on um, Facebook, on Instagram, it's Melissa White Medium. And my email is... um, Oh, I can't even remember which one. You could use Jack and Avery's mom at gmail.com because I can't remember. I just changed my my email for my because I updated my website. So you could do Jack and Avery's mom at gmail.com until I find out what my new one is. Um, so there you have it, everybody. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for um, being a part of this project with me. I'm wishing you guys all the best. I would say, please, please, please. Um, be kind to yourself as as you go through this next little um, uh, season of life um, and really notice the beauty in 
everyday life. There's magic, there's beauty there if you choose to look for it. So I do hope that you look for it. Take good care and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.